Hi everyone, this is Jean-Marc. I am the creator of DataMesh, uh, the founder of Next Data. We are reimagining what data sharing could look like. We are growing our team rapidly and we need you. If you are a distributed systems engineer, if you're a product manager or designer of a large-scale PaaS SaaS infrastructure, please check out our page at nextdata.com and look at our open roles. We'd love to hear from you. Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I started this podcast as a place for practitioners to get useful information about Data Mesh, and we're at over 200 episodes already. This is a Mesh Musings episode where I do a relatively short overview, some might call a few of them rants, on a specific topic related to Data Mesh. I try to put uh, you know, my few summary takeaways in the show notes too to make it easy to decide if this will be useful for you. Quick reminder as well to hit the Data Mesh Understanding link in the show notes to easily review listings of past episodes you might have missed you know, that I've grouped up on different topics to make it easy if you want to do like a deep dive into governance or something like that. Do check out the Data Mesh Understanding offerings as well and the free community introduction and roundtable programs while you're there. Now with that, on to the Mesh Musing. Data product success metrics, a kind of deep dive, Mesh Musings number 51. So one thing that has been coming up repeatedly on episodes is about success metrics. Success metrics at the micro level and at kind of the macro implementation level and kind of everywhere in between. Let's talk about at that kind of implementation level next time and maybe we can even find that kind of liminal, that in-between space or whatever to think about success metrics at kind of a moderate, you know, (laughs) depth. But before we start on actual metrics, I'm seeing and how you might implement them, I will put out that there's, that it's crucial to understand fitness functions when you think about measurement. Episode 95 with Dave Coles is all about fitness functions and how to use them. At the high level, they are small scale measurement criteria used to test how fit something is for your target outcome. The second point I will start with is something that comes up a lot and I highly, highly, highly recommend slash encourage you to embrace, measure something and iterate. You won't figure out what's perfect to measure and exactly how to measure it at the start, and that's absolutely okay. You need to let people know that you are finding the right metrics and things will change. It's incredibly easy to fall into analysis paralysis, but that should be something you watch out for. Measuring something and improving on that is better than not moving forward on or measuring nothing. Before you start to put metrics in place, one thing Data Mesh is all about is putting frameworks in place to make doing the necessary work beyond, you know, the mental work and the coding work. You know, outside of that, it's to make that work very easy. 
the hard work in a data mesh implementation for the domains should be about creating and main, managing the data products, not the infrastructure, not application of policies, all that stuff. Well, measurement of success metrics are part of what should be provided as, as best as can be by the central team. It's part of the governance mandate. You need to provide this stuff to measure success. That means in the platform and in the standards and frameworks. The central team cannot be the ones defining the actual success of a, a data product in and of itself, but they should be the one defining how metrics are measured against. Why? Because otherwise, standards and quality and things like that are totally different across every data product. Also, at the start, you won't have a good way of measuring a lot of what you will want. It's okay to build that out incrementally. Your metrics framework will suck when you launch. It honestly should suck, or you've probably done too much work up front, and you just didn't get going fast enough. So let's get to the metrics. I'll start with the top three that I think are the most useful to consider, but might be tougher to measure. Of course, these are only my opinions, blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> I can't be the one that, you know, declares this to be correct, but it's what I'm seeing and it's what, what I'm, I'm thinking on this. The first is user satisfaction. At the start, this is probably doing something kind of blah, like net promoter score, you know, or what people call NPS, right? A lot of this is anecdotal evidence, and it's very hard to quantify. My 7 out of 10 could be, this is at best okay, but doesn't really meet expectations. You know, that's kind of the US grading system, 7 out of 10 is bad. And your 7 out of 10 could be, this is quite good. There's room for improvement, but we're getting a lot of value out of it. So yay, 7 out of 10. But at the end of the day, and at the end of the data maybe, I don't know, if users aren't satisfied and using it and deriving value from it, it's a waste of work. I think this is where you start with simply user interviews and you ask that the data product owner and or manager meet with kind of registered users. You can listen to my thing about registered users in Mesh Musings number uh, 42 or episode 188. Um, but they should be meeting with the registered users every couple of weeks. And again, this is squishy and one single bad review among four users can really drag a score down a lot. So use this with a grain of salt, but it's honestly the most or the second most important metric for me. Now, let's get to the third most important metric before we hit the other of the top two. So drum roll, please. Okay, the third is data quality. Now, this is where you really need a framework for measuring because data quality means things completely different to different people. So how you break down your quality metrics is crucial. Completeness, accuracy, etc. And this is, of course, where we will talk a tiny bit about, one we'll cover later, of delivery to expectations, SLAs, the data contract. But data quality is crucial to people feeling they can rely on a data product. So actually having metrics people can see is super important. And you can lean on the team to get better here. This is where... You can have governance metrics like, did you do necessary documentation and things like that as well. So the other metric of the top three most important success metrics is business value slash user value. 
Now, this is important, but hard as heck to measure. Pink Shoe at Vista, you know, we did episode 174, all about their framework for measuring the value, the business impact of a data product. At the end of the day, if a data product is not driving value, you know, not driving value even beyond the input costs even, it should not continue or you should look to degrade it or figure out how to, how to kind of balance that, that equation. If people are using a data product, but it's not actually driving anything, then it is an unsuccessful data product, even if people are using it. It can be a bit rough to hold this metric against the team that owns the data product, because what if the data product is great? It's that the use case was the thing that didn't meet expectations around value. I think that it's too intractable to solve, especially early in measuring things. But creating a survey method and a framework like they did at Vista to assess the value of the data product is really important. And you can check in on this as sometimes use cases are not all that long lasting and you might want to deprecate all or part of a data product. And it gives you some great bragging materials when it has multiple people confirming the data product is very valuable. The fourth most important metric for my, my grading is one that is actually quite simple if you get people bought into thinking about it, but it's still nebulous in a sense. Time to business outcome or time to business decision. This is somewhat more important at the start of a data product's life because, you know, that use case it is, uh, okay, when did we make our initial decision versus, okay, you know, now I get to make this decision every couple of days because the data product's already there. It gets a little bit squirrely there. But thus, it is more of a team metric and, yes, a crucial platform metric, which we'll cover in that next episode about, you know, measuring kind of your overall success metrics. But as you think about moving forwards, as people rely more and more on a data product, the ability to quickly make decisions based on the data it contains is crucial. If you are running experiments, if the data product doesn't have things served in an easily consumable format, that's a bad indicator. This is, again, something where you need to canvas users, but you can get a general sense of how quick are people able to kind of leverage this and get to something that they need. Uh, you know, Juan is Rosiers in a very, very early episode, I think episode five, talked about pushing the work back into the data product that the consumer shouldn't own a whole bunch of the work. They should push that back into the data product so other people can leverage that kind of analytical work as well. So the fifth most important metric, again, in my rubric, is delivery to expectations, such as meeting contractual obligations and SLAs and things like that. This is closely tied to the data quality because many of your SLAs will be tied to data quality metrics. And this is also tied to user satisfaction. But the difference here are that you want an overarching batch of metrics, not only quality metrics. What about uptime? What about performance? What about timeliness of updates? Are you making breaking changes a lot? Do you have a response time to grant SLA access you aren't meeting, you know, MTTR or mean time to recovery when there is an issue, detection of error and how quickly you do that, etc. This is where you really look at creating a scorecard. And to start, this will be a pretty meh, a pretty bad scorecard. It's just not going to be that useful. But this is your dashboard of health around your data product. 
This is where you can measure against quality of documentation as well. So this is where you get going on this. Again, so much of what I'm saying here is get going and understand that this is where you want to build in the direction of. But just like you don't start with all of your data products built, you're not going to start with all of your success metrics built. The sixth most important for me is closely tied to user satisfaction. Time to serve new requests or time to change or update the data product, you know, from a versioning standpoint. It's hard to put an exact label, but as people are asking you to update the data product, what is the cycle time on, on that? How responsive are you and how quickly do you react to do that? Again, this is tied to user satisfaction, but it's a bit more of a concrete measure, but it is kind of just a one-off measure. And if nobody is really asking you to, to update, then you're, you don't have a metric to measure there. So, you know, it's not as important, I don't think, um, depending on how quickly things are changing and how often most of your data products are being updated. And the seventh most important, at least of the ones I could think of, is usage. This is the one everybody talks about because it's the easiest to measure and thus the one people start with. In a vacuum, usage is a useless metric. If something is leveraged once a quarter, but it's used to make a super critical business decision or to power regulatory reporting, that could be far more important than a data product that powers one figure in the, you know, the sales dashboard, the CRM system, and you know, it's on a customer page, but 100 metrics get pulled in and nobody looks at this one figure, but it gets, you know, accessed, quote unquote, hundreds of times a day, thousands of times a day, right? Still, usage is important, not in a vacuum. What were the expectations of usage and what are the realities of usage levels? It's still a useful metric and it's probably the one you want to start with because it's, it's a concrete metric. It's numbers and you can get people kind of around that and start to rally around measuring again. So let's sum all this up. At the start, it's more important to start measuring than it is to measure the right things. Do not let analysis paralysis hold you back. Similarly, your success metric measurement framework will probably suck to start. Oh, well, get to measuring. I'm giving you full permission to just start measuring. It's going to suck and that's fine. Everybody's in the same boat. Create a framework and tooling platform, you know, tooling slash platform capabilities where necessary and useful, right? To make measuring and reporting against success metrics simple. That framework should be about defining the metrics and especially how to measure, not what success looks like for individual data products. I don't know, you know, what accuracy level is needed for this data product. I don't know about how often it needs to be updated. I don't know because you know, if that's not of value to what people are using it for, then it's not a success metric because being really good on that metric is not a success, right? You think about like baseball and how there are all these crazy statistics and say somebody has a statistic about how fast someone goes out onto the field when it's their turn to play defense. That's not useful, right? That's somebody just walking out that's not a success metric. It's just a metric. Um, you know, another one, just use fitness functions. Just look into them. They're the easiest way to start to think about this because you can do them in kind of a micro level and you can just try different fitness functions out and go, is this actually useful to measure? Can we measure it? All of that.
And then finally, good metrics to consider, user satisfaction, user value, data quality, time to business decision, delivery to expectations, time to update, again, that can be squishy, and finally, usage. So hopefully that's useful for you. Hopefully that gets you permission to just start going and measuring and that you're not going to be very good at this at the start. Nobody is. I haven't talked to a single person who thinks that their measurement framework is fully baked, even the ones that are three, four years into their implementation. So just go out there and start measuring. With that, Scott out. Hopefully that was a useful mesh musing for you. Please do rate and review the podcast. It really does help. And if you'd like to get in touch and see how I can be helpful to you, check out the show notes. I'm pretty easy to find. As I mentioned, there are some great free programs in addition to some very affordable things around implementer intros and roundtables on the Data Mesh Understanding website. As always, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please do get in touch. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And with that, now on to the funky outro music. Thank you.